0: This episode may contain explicit language. Welcome to Care and Feeding, the show where we raise the next generation together. I'm Zach Rosen, I host another show, it's called The Best Advice Show, and I'm dad to Noah, who's six, and Ami, who's three. We live in Detroit, Michigan.
1: I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. I write the family travel blog, Dutch Dutch Goose, and I'm the mom to three littles, Henry, who's 11, Oliver, who's nine, and Teddy, who's seven.
2: We live in Tokyo, Japan. Hi, I'm Lucy Lopez. I host the Mamacita Rica podcast, and I am mother to Amelia, who's 13, Avery, who's 11, and we live in Miami, Florida.
0: This is a very special episode because we're so excited to have you back, Lucy. Lucy, welcome back.
2: Oh, thank you for having me. I am so happy. This is going to be so much fun. Yay!
0: (laughs) Yes, and we're not just welcoming you back as a guest. We are welcoming you back as a regular co-host on Karen Feeding. Um, It's it's very thrilling for us. Jamila is still very much part of the team too. There's just four of us now. Lucy's been with us before as a guest and we're so excited that we'll all get to hear from her a lot more often. Lucy, welcome to Care and Feeding.
2: Thanks for having me in your casa. This is awesome. We're so excited.
0: (laughs) This week, we're answering a question from a listener who's getting ready to return to work after a year at home with their first child. Heading back to the office doesn't just mean logistical challenges, it means a lot of big feelings too. So we'll dole out some advice for how to deal with all of it. Then we're going to debrief on our weekend parenting with a round of everyone's favorite triumphs and fails. So without further ado, we're going to take a quick break and we'll see you back here for our listener question. All right, we're back and ready to hop into our listener question. Let's hear it.
2: Hello looking for some advice as a first-time parent returning to work soon after a year at home. I'm having a hard time knowing that in a month, my all-day bonding time with my son will sharply decrease to a few hours a day and weekends. How did you deal with the feelings surrounding going back to work? What did you do to manage all other life necessities while still having solid bonding time with your kids? Any other return-to-work advice is also welcome. I work in an office environment. Thanks, everyone, for your time.
1: You guys, I am feeling this letter so much Yeah, because, you know, sending the kids back to school, like after having homeschooled them, I just like very much feel that loss of time with them and then remembering the days of like having a baby and I presume, yes, they say first time parent, like those those just feelings of like the change, just changing things with your kids. I think that's like where the anxiety comes from. You have kind Mm -hmm. of your first, this first situation, you've been home with this baby, you have all this bonding time, those good hormones. Like, yeah, it's tough, but, um, and then looking forward and trying to think like what, what's going to happen? And like, how is this going to be? And how am I going to bond? So I'm just like very much feeling this. And I feel like the first thing I want to say to this letter writer is like, it's going to be okay. This is totally going to be fine. Lots of people do this. It is, it is going to be hard because change is hard and change with children is even harder. So I think first is just kind of giving yourself the grace of knowing that that change is tough. But listen, babies are like a great time to do this. They are so excited and loving to be with you. They can't, you know, speak to you the way older children can speak to you.
2: Your baby can't send you a text message in the middle of your work day and let you know, hey, mom, where are you? I mean, aren't you going to be here to give me my baba? So like, exactly, yeah,
1: exactly. And I presume you've set up You know, a place that you feel comfortable leaving your child, where you know your child is going to be loved and cared for. So I think step one, giving yourself the grace to say, like, I understand that this is going to be challenging, but I have set up a loving, wonderful place for them to be cared for, and my child will be fine. Then, what I want, I I think the piece of advice is for when you are home, have a routine that you feel good. So maybe when you get home, you uh, like those initial moments after you pick them up, like whatever you want to do in the car, playing songs, singing with them, spending a minute wherever you're picking them up from to really just good hugs, like getting kind of that bonding feeling back. But then having a routine where you focus on the things that make you feel the most connected and letting some of that other stuff fall to the wayside. I just think that those, this is a time where it's like, If I don't know what you guys call your laundry, I call it Mount Wash. Like if Mount Wash (laughs) stays Mount Wash, that's like, okay. this is a time for that to happen. This is not a time for a perfectly cleaned home and, you know, great, huge production of huge meals. This can be a time of like we come home and do tummy time. We sing. Um, I think my before I pass it off, my other big piece of advice is like, guys, baby wearing baby wearing. Put that baby on you, find a sling or a carrier that works so that you can use the time that you have having kind of that that cozy time with your baby and talking to them. And I think that will really make you feel like the time that you spend with them at home is like v- as big as it can be. Because I think the goal is to fill that bucket for you and for your baby with the time that you have.
2: Elizabeth, I mean, like you're hitting all like the points, you know, show yourself grace, have some time when you get home, wear the baby and all that. For me, I also think it's really important for you to trust the plan you and your partner or maybe you on Mm -hmm. your own have put together. You need to trust the plan. If you hired grandma to take care of that kid while you're at work from nine to four, you need to like focus on the fact that you made the right decision before you walk through that office door. Mm. You made the right decision, they're in the right hands, and you kind of, in a little bit, uh, in some way kind of turn it off a little while you're alone. Mm. So when you get home, you have time with your child and schedule that time, like Elizabeth said. Like schedule that time when you're with your kid. And also schedule some time for yourself. And here's what I mean. If you're not yourself at 100% when you're home and you're still thinking about work and you're still having these overwhelming feelings of guilt and like I am the worst parent in the world that I left this little blob at home with... People that I trust, but I really don't. And like, you're not gonna be the parent that they need when you're home, dude. You need to mm-hmm. focus on that time that you're with your child, schedule that tummy time with your baby, or that hangout, or singing the song, or going in the backyard, or taking that walk. Whatever it is, schedule that time with your kid and schedule some time for yourself on that downtime. Mm-hmm. And she's right, that mountain of laundry la caja de ropa sucia that is waiting for you at the laundry door. Like, let that slide. Let that slide. And when that person in your life shows up, is like, oh my god, like, how can I help you? You can help me by doing laundry.
0: Straight yes. up, don't Girl be embarrassed,
2: that dude. Yeah. Don't be embarrassed to ask the people in your life to help you with real life things. Mm-hmm. You know that give you a moment to take a step back, look analyze check it out see your child and be like you know what i'm gonna go hang out with my kid while my best friend does my laundry that's perfectly fine there's a reason why she's your best friend there's a reason you have brothers and sisters in your life that show up in the middle of the day to help your ass out like it's gonna be all good
0: i like that and i mean this kid is now uh, a year ish yes as a year, a year at, home. at home yeah so so they're kind of transitioning out of the blob phase and they are transitioning into a time when it's very great for their development to be around someone that isn't just you so whether they're going to daycare whether they're they've they're, you have a nanny share or whatever it is like you're socializing that kid you're helping them by letting go um and this is like the first of uh, so many um, instances where we just have to like learn to to let go as my mom uh, always says like the job of parents is to to give them roots and to give them wings and like Mm. the heart the heartbreak of letting them go is is uh it's kind of ever-present um and this is not really letting them go obviously you're gonna see so much of them and i think i mean i was someone who my wife was the same way i feel like there's like two types of parents and we are one type in that like after 3 months of uh newborns we were ready to get back to work <laughs> and i attribute that in part to like i like i like my work but also to i didn't want to be doing that all day um and i and i respect the hell out of parents who do but yeah. um i found that when i did go back to work when i was able to come back home i had i had my you know my work and my kind of creativity cup filled at work and then the um the smaller increments of time i had with my kids they're just more potent they're more concentrated because i don't have to be with them 24 hours a day and so i found that the time with them became more meaningful um as i was you know having to to share them with the rest of my mm-hmm. life
1: i think we really undersell too that like lovely time that we get with kids in the car like i i was one who clearly like didn't go back to work to stay home with the kids because I I really enjoyed being with them and it was something that we wanted. And of course, um, you know, some of that had to do with Jeff's job and traveling and all of that. But I found that like some of the memories we have from that time are like the songs we sung and the things we did and the routines we had in the car. I remember that one of the first things as we were, like, coming into the neighborhood, um, Henry would, like, point out, like, he would make, make these, we would have these little words for, like, our turn. We had, like, a train. So we'd, like, first we'd see the train, and then we'd see the house. And then, you know, we would be like, we're home! And then as the door came up. So, like, those little things that become the things you do are the memories that have stuck with me. And there is no reason why you don't have those. You know what I'm saying? Like Totally
2: relish so much in those take yeah. advantage of all those little moments there's there's no it's still my daughter's 13 years old and you know you're bringing back these memories of the car ride to pre-k or dropping her off at my parents house and she would go american flag american flag and she would count all the american flags yeah. she was seeing and now she's 13 and she'd be like mom look american flag and Aww. now it's like now it's like a middle school joke, which makes yeah. me even cooler, and um, and it's like, yeah, yeah. Make those little tiny memories. Hold on to those little moments, you know. Just because you're going back to work, it. I mean, it's it's terrible. Yes, it sucks. But so, sometimes it doesn't suck. Sometimes right. it's okay to go back to work. I went back to work, and it was great. And then I would come home and experience what Elizabeth's husband would experience, while my husband was sucking it all up here at home working from home but you know it, it's just those those moments when they're one or two years old just want to eat them up
0: yes, put them on really a cracker big... and eat them up <laughs> absolutely uh, i call them my little buttermilk biscuits oh. i'm uh, super curious how the rest of you out there listening have handled this or how you're planning to handle this in the future you should email us at Karenfeedingpod at slate.com or leave a voicemail at six, four, six, three, five, seven, nine, three, one, eight. We love getting your emails. We love getting your voicemails and that is also where you can send in any questions of your own. Okay. We're going to take another quick break. Be back in a second. We're back and moving on to a segment we call Triumphs and Fails. If you're new here, we like to share a story from our weekend parenting because at the end of the day, we all need a little commiseration and or celebration. So, Elizabeth, are we commiserating? Are we celebrating triumph or fail?
1: I'm on the precipice of either a triumph or fail. Mm, and I actually, I'm coming to seek advice. Okay. <laughs> so I'm breaking all the rules as usual. All right. So as a quick catch up. We moved to Tokyo. We've talked about um, Henry, um, Lucy, who is 11, almost 12. We are definitely getting there. We're cracking the code on friends. And I think the bottom line is like it just looks different here. So um, one of the big changes that has happened is that we have like a phone that goes to school with them because they're coming home on their own. And Henry got a bunch Mm -hmm. of numbers of his friends because almost everyone here has uh, a phone. And so weekends and kind of after school have been more like FaceTime calls. And it seems like that is more the play date of this age or here. So uh, also to note, Jeff is traveling again. So he is out of town on like a two-week trip. So he texts me on Monday. Um, They were coming home. On their own, and I actually wasn't going to meet them right away at home. And he texts me on Monday. My friends are going to Odaiba Seaside Park this weekend, which is part of Tokyo, but it's probably like 14 minutes by car, 15 minutes by train. It's a little beach area, and it's got like fun stuff to do. He's cool. like, "Can I meet them?" He's like, "Still at school," um, and he's like, "We're all planning to like meet there. Can I go on my own?" And so I'm like He's talking about After
0: school Or this coming weekend
1: This He wants to go This coming weekend So um, Okay So I was out With friends Actually at a sumo Match Who luckily the, These friends Have older children So I'm like oh my <laughs> You are god. living what? in Tokyo yeah. oh, my oh my god, god guys, I love this What that's That is so rad That's the new, that's so the new casual <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was just had a sumo match. <laughs> I was
1: at a sumo match. My children are <laughs> coming oh, home did. by themselves <laughs> to like order Uber Eats. My life is very different here. It's weird. Like, this, you know, uh, I know I was like homeschooling and the children, I, we were
2: with each other all the time. And now I'm like, come home,
1: Uber Eats
0: yourself. You're some food.
1: Oh
2: my gosh. I am think I'm way too Hispanic to give you advice. I am panicking right now. Okay, Continue. So, okay,
1: good. Yeah. This is where I want you to be because I'm panicking too. But I'm like, listen. This is very common in Tokyo. The kids go out on their own. So I say to him on the text, I want to discuss this when we get home, like in Fair. person. Right. I'm like 90% to a yes. I I am. I wanted him to know because he's like standing with his friends. I'm 90% to a yes. I have a few questions. And of course, he's like, Mm. what questions do you have? And I'm thinking like, well, A, I need to talk to your father. Um, (laughs) B, you know, like just, I need to think about this. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. where we've left it now is I have said like, you can go. We have, I have said, I need to understand the plan a little bit more. Like, where are you going? (laughs) How are you getting there? Um, How much money do you need? You know, things like that. The girls that I was with, who all, like I said, have older kids, but they have like high school, like seniors, and have been in Tokyo a little bit longer. We're like, it's totally fine. Send him with more money than you think he needs. (laughs) But like, what? So, so I think we're at the point where I'm like, he's going. I'm gonna let him go. I'm gonna let him do this. So you have to put aside. It's like it's just Lucy is like, (laughs) she's like covering her face. This is a tough first meeting for us. She's like, "What do you mean you're letting your child go off into Tokyo?" I am,
2: himself? I am not kidding when I tell you I'm sweating right now because I can't even. What like, are you worried about? Because every ancestor in my Cuban lineage is screaming at me right now, telling, uh-huh. "Tell your Americanita friend not to do that. That is crazy. Uh-huh. Like that is all I can hear because I, I live in Miami. I don't even trust my kid to get on." the monorail to go to pass like a museum like like Mm. that's not gonna happen but then again I live in Miami I don't know what wow 11 years old on a train to a little beach they
1: already take the train home every day by themselves so I'm not I'm not worried about that I mean I think there's like a 20% chance he gets lost on the train which is one of the things I've asked him to think about but like what is your I think what I'm thinking is what am I not thinking about? Like what concerns like
2: let's play kidnapping
1: some case scenarios.
2: Kidna- I'll,
1: I'll here. Start
0: That's kidnapping? Kidnapping
2: gonna... is not something that happens. Okay, okay. Okay, so we'll scratch that off the list of Have things that might happen. Have you talked to
0: the happen. other parents at all about their kids having gone here before? Cuz no, maybe so that, I, that could put you at ease. One,
1: I like don't know any of <laughs> I mean, I know them, but listen, we don't all speak English. Like, the children all speak English. We don't all speak English. So um, I've talked to one of the other parents who I actually thought his mom was going to say no. I messaged her to be like, you know, is your son going? He is one of the most responsible children I have ever met. He, they are allowing him to go.
0: I mean, I'm all about this. I'm, I am would, it, of course, it's easy for me because this is theory for me it's not actual but, <laughs> but, but I'm just but, but I'm I'm all about um letting him go I mean it's it sounds like you know that too um it sounds like you hear that this is a very common practice I don't think it would be crazy to like do a practice run with him to I was gonna I O-dive was just gonna
2: suggest that I was just okay, gonna suggest that yeah
0: it might put you at ease I think he's fine
2: well that I mean
1: I personally want like an itinerary but that's not gonna happen he's a li- he's like we're gonna walk around uh, right, okay, like here's the, a, the other second question. There's more? No, just this is like a very small question because I don't want to. He wants to
0: take a flight, but it's just.
1: <laughs> yeah, he would like
0: to now fly.
2: He's going to Ibiza <laughs> for the weekend. i sure it's fine. He says a guy will. It's
0: Juan de la Rave.
1: <laughs> Jeff, who will not be here for any of this, by the way, <laughs> thinks that I should just give him like a credit card. And I think I should give him cash. <laughs> mm. <laughs> i think i should like give him a set amount of cash
0: yeah how much does he need he needs enough for like lunch right like and 20 maybe, bucks i mean and
1: and i think like there's he some, has a train pass like, already. there's some like museums he has a train pass these um, kids aren't
0: going to the museum
1: and i'm like i don't think you're going to the museum but maybe there's like there's like fun you know maybe they're like going to the there's a poop museum like maybe they're doing that
0: never mind i want i want to go to that
2: <laughs> um. i want to go to the poop museum but listen I like the credit card idea because you can track where he's, if something happens, this is, this is me. This mm. is, I'm crazy. I'm Liam okay, Neeson no, right I, now. Right, if, right, right. If something goes wrong, you could track where he <laughs> used the credit card.
1: Yeah, that, right. I would have a better idea of where the money went. That's actually a really mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is very helpful. I will report. report I will back. report yeah. back next week. We'll see how, did Henry get to go to a bus. Stay tuned. Okay. Lucy,
2: we need to hear about your life. So Okay, so it started off as a fail, and it turned into a triumph. And I think as a parent, I mean, don't we all wish that were the truth for every incident, for every kid that you're trying to raise into a good human being? Amelia, who's 13, had midterms the week before we left on break. And she is in this science class, and she's taking a midterm. One of her friends made her laugh, and the teacher took away the midterm from her. (gasps) what this happened on a Monday and I found out on a Wednesday from her counselor who called me and I was very hurt that I had to find out something so massive about her life from a third party and it made me really sad. I mean, I'm talking about school here in Miami, like the last day of school before break was like December 22nd or something. So we're in middle of shopping, family planning, dinners, parties, gift wrapping, like we're in it. She came home from school on a Wednesday. We had a really long talk. I went from yelling in Spanish to uh, yelling in English to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. attempting gentle parenting and understanding why she kept that from me. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, her reasoning was I was embarrassed. It was a dumb mistake. I didn't know how right. to expre- explain to you that I laughed in the middle of this midterm and I got my midterm taken away. Yeah. I was very embarrassed. I told her, I go, I, I wouldn't, I wish you would have just told me the day it happened. and she w- And then her excuse was, well, it was the—it's the holidays, and I didn't want to mess up the holidays, and I didn't think the counselor was going to call you. And I'm like, <sighs> I thought what I did could you could get think? away with it. Yeah.
0: What does it mean that she failed? Like, does that mean that she like fails the semester now? No, that, no, her t- her that? her.
2: Well, the reason why they called me that Wednesday was because she was able to. Re- they gave her back the test, and okay. she passed. She passed with like an eighty-nine. Okay, so that changes things. That right. So she knows that that's like my weak spot, grades. Um, so she's like, and besides, I passed with an eighty-nine. So I figured, if I didn't pass, I would tell you. And I'm like, what? yeah, like you, she really thought she was gonna get away with it. And then this past weekend, uh, we did the uh, family vision boards. Mm-hmm. Oh. And we all sit around the table and we talk about family goals. We divide them into quarters. So we only talk about January, February, and March.
0: Oh, that's cool. I like that.
2: Thank you. And at the top of the list for Amelia was always going to tell mom and dad everything, no matter what.
0: She learned her lesson, dude. Oh my
2: gosh. Half of me was like, that better be at the top of your (laughs) list. (laughs) And we had a lot of conversation of there's going to be moments in your life where you're going to run into situations that you don't have the tools to navigate. I go, this is why mom and dad are here. Mm -hmm. Like for some reason I have these tools and Papa has these tools and we get, we get it all together and we can help you navigate something like that. It's not that she lied to me. She kept something from me Mm -hmm. and even though she put that at the top of her list, and I'm really proud of her, and there were other things that she she listed on her on her vision board that were more about herself and her feelings, and you know, one of the things she wants to work on is um, not getting angry so fast and kind of thinking and breathing before she reacts. It. For me, as a parent, for some reason, I can't get over the fact she didn't tell me that. So that's why this triumph or, or you know, fail, you know, it, it, for me, it's like we failed and then we succeeded. Mm-hmm,
0: but mm-hmm.
2: I'm having a hard time moving past it. Yeah, it's like the first time they lie. Yeah, it's a, Omission, it's a You know? yeah. And that's,
1: it sucks, it sucks as a parent, but also, like, this is where I think we should get, like, parenting badges, like, congratulations, you launched your child enough that she went out into the world and made a mistake and tried to hide it from you. (laughs) And guess what? (laughs) You caught her, and we learned a lesson. Badge. (laughs) Yep. Okay, Zach.
0: Let's get in the time machines and go back to a more innocent time. This is a problem that I'm having with my three-year-old. Um this guy will not eat anything other than fucking crackers. Oh. And it's like, I am trying not to have anxiety about it, mm. but he's like not eating any fruit, not eating any vegetables, not eating any protein. Um, he likes crackers with cream cheese on it. Um, uh, smoked salmon cream cheese. So I try to think like, <laughs> oh, he's getting some protein from the smoked salmon. Um,
1: Offer him some caviar.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Maybe that's the problem. Um, and Shira even called me out on it. She's like, Zach, you have to relax. Like, he's going to eat actual food at some time soon. He's growing. You know, he's not malnourished. He's sleeping. He's uh, has energy throughout the day. Like, relax. We don't want to give him an eating disorder. But it's really frustrating because you want your kid to like eat something substantial, don't you? And um, Noah, I mean, Noah's six. She eats great now, and so I'm hoping that. You know he'll he'll grow out of this. I think kids grow out of it, right? But then, like my wife, my wife's uh, colleague's son, who's like fifteen, is only eating Ritz crackers, <laughs> and I think I think that freaked me out um, because I'm like, oh god, is this his new permanent state? Are we just crackers all the time now? Can I ask? We some tell questions? me everything's going to be okay. Is, are you? Yeah, ask me questions.
1: Is a plate of other foods like sitting in front of him, or are you serving him the crackers with cream cheese always?
0: No, I'm making him dinner. I'm making him meals every meal.
1: And he just, no.
0: He's just like, I, I don't want it. I is don't want he something eating the crackers
1: eat. at every meal? Or like, how i mean, is he's he eating pe- He's
0: eating pizza. He, I'm giving him crackers, <laughs> um, but he's not eating anything else. Like, he'll have a meltdown. Um, he'll eat mac and cheese. He'll eat pizza. So I don't want to yeah, exaggerate yeah, yeah, yeah. too much. Yeah, he's, not, but it's like, like, he's still, not starving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's mostly just, you know, carbs and cheese
2: can we bribe this child can we say <laughs> you can't oh my that's bad to say you I can't. Mean, no, okay. so we
0: we bribe all the time okay, yeah no i, like, I, I try like, bribes for dessert like if you eat this then you can have dessert
2: so so do it with the crackers as well be like if you need to have two pieces of chicken and two bites of broccoli before you can mm-hmm. have that and that's it and leave it there leave it there like it I've can dry that. out. That for, I'm for, I'm work. not you know. for
1: food bribing only because I'm there's no this is a no judgment because I've sure. okay. done it. <laughs> it right, it's not worked. I really think serve two things he will eat, one thing he won't eat, and be emotionally neutral and see if it changes.
0: Great. Okay, we should we should wrap up. But okay. I'm going to try this. There we, there are lots of updates that are coming next week with with all of our um stories. So Yeah, let's we all a, have to know. How- <laughs> will Henry go on the train? Will my kid eat something other than a cracker?
1: Will Lucy's child lie to her again?
0: <laughs> will Lucy's child <laughs> tell her everything for their life? Or will she stick
1: to her New Year's resolution of always? <laughs> hey, if you don't keep that vision board and frame it, that is where yeah. your parenting fit if you do not 100%. have that for the like next that. time and just point at it and walk out of the room <laughs> I promise
2: you, my husband has already said, so we're making these into t-shirts later.
0: Yes. (laughs) Show up to
2: graduation. Graduation. Yes.
1: I'm I'm here for any (laughs) t-shirt. Yes. Vision Board merch.
0: All right, listeners. As always, we want to hear your parenting stories, too. Did you have a particularly great triumph or funny fail? Share them with us and we might play them on the show. You can write to us at our new email address, slate.com or leave a voicemail at 646-357-9318. That's 646-357-9318. We really do love hearing from you, and we want all of you to hear from each other, too. There's so much great advice sitting in our inbox, and we want to make sure it gets an audience. So starting today, we're going to share listener mail at the end of every episode. If you've been with us for a while, think of this as a mini mailbag segment. Today, we're passing the mic to a listener who wrote to us about last week's episode on the toxic comparison spiral. That listener wrote, I get a full dose of straight-up comparison from my kids' grandparents. They're not just saying, oh, Becky is taking ballet lessons. That's nice. They're saying Becky's parents are taking her to three to five different after-school programs a week. How come you're not? Or John's kid can sit at his desk for an hour without losing focus. How come your son can't even focus for 10 minutes? That should be the true toxic comparison topic. I'm very tired and annoyed by it. I told the grandparents every child is different multiple times to a point where now I am avoiding their offer to help with babysitting because every time they come, they compare my son to all their friend's grandchildren. I totally don't blame you for not yes, wanting Yes, boundaries. This
1: is so different than the letter that we got. Like, yeah. this, is, this is not your fault because in the no. letter we were like, oh, don't let comparisons get to you. Set those boundaries.
0: 100%. <laughs> no, I'm sorry that you're dealing with that.
2: You could go ahead and check the grandparents, check them all day, set those boundaries. I love setting boundaries with my parents. That is like my favorite thing to do. Like, my parents come and knock on the door sometimes, and I'll call her on her phone, like, What are you doing? Like, I'm busy right now. What (laughs) are you doing? I love that. What is happening with you right now? Turn around. She's like, Okay, bye. You're so ungrateful. And like, hangs up. Like, that's the relationship, but you have to to set boundaries like quick, hard stop, when not just mm. grandparents, anybody who comes at you like that, set that boundary yeah. quick, quick.
0: When
1: you, when you said check them, the first thing that came to mind was that you would say to them, I heard that so-and-so's grandparents, you know, like, well, Lily's <laughs> grandparents don't,
0: oh, that's really don't good. do
1: this. <laughs> Lily's grandparents are out taking the children to Disney three times a year. G- <laughs>
2: I was just going to use Disney, because I mean, that's like the <laughs> ultimate low blow to a grandparent. Well, so-and-so's grandparents took them to Disney, and guess where they stayed? Yes! The Grand Floridian. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we want to know what all of you think of this, so be sure to reach out to us and keep the conversation going. And that's our show. Subscribe, leave a rating and review, and tell your friends, please. If you want more parenting advice, you can find and Feeding the Column on Slate.com. This episode of Care and Feeding is produced by Rosemary Belson and Maura Curry. Shasha Leonard is the voice of our listeners. Alicia Montgomery is the VP of Slate Audio. For Elizabeth Newcamp and Lucy Lopez, I'm Zach Rosen. Thanks for listening.